This is Women in Revival podcast. Today, we are continuing the series, Learning from Wives in the Bible. Our sub-series is Elizabeth, When Her Husband is Absent. And our topic for today is The Impact of an Absent Husband upon Elizabeth. Elizabeth's husband was absent because he was a priest. In those days, priests didn't just stay in one place and minister to one church. He would have travelled all over the place, administering in many different synagogues. He may have even travelled to Jerusalem at some point in time to minister in the temple. Deborah will talk about how having a husband who was absent affected Elizabeth and how she responded. I pray that as you listen to this series, that God will speak to you in his own way and that you will not hear Deborah, but the voice of God. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. So, Father God, thank you as we begin this sub-series 10. It is my prayer that your spirit will attend to every episode in this series. Thank you for marriages, wives that are undergoing this series. Thank you for groups of wives in different places that are coming together to go through this. It is my prayer that their marriages will be helped by you. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to welcome you to Women in Revival podcast. We are still undergoing the series Learning from Wives in the Bible. And by God's grace, we've come to sub-series 10. We want to look at another wife in the Bible. We've been looking at these women, looking at their ordeal, the outcome of the same, that their life had done the gospel. The last woman we looked at was the wife of Job. We saw that she did not allow her life to adorn the gospel of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And on this sub-series 10, we want to look at Elizabeth when the husband is absent. So I'm praying that we find this series again a blessing. Remember, at any junction in this series, you can always go back to our website, www.okofrighteousness.co.uk. And do feel free to give us a call or send us an email, any means of contacting us. So today, as we start this sub-series 10, we've been looking at various women in the Bible, looking at their marriage, their lives as wives. And we've seen various women. We've looked at Eve, the first wife ever, Eve and a total stranger. We looked at Ruth, treading the path of widowhood. And we also looked at Abigail and a house under fire. We looked at Hannah when barrenness threatens your marriage. And we also looked at Micah dealing with a busy and socially engaged husband. We also looked at the Shunammite woman when your husband is not taking responsibility. And we looked at Jezebel dealing with a depressed husband. We also looked at Esther when a Christian woman marries an unbeliever. And last time we looked at Job's wife when disaster strikes. And this time we are looking at Elizabeth when your husband is absent. It is my prayer that as we consider the ordeal of Elizabeth as a wife and how she allowed that to adorn the gospel, may the Lord challenge you also. Amen. 
So today, let us go and look at the impact of an absent husband upon Elizabeth. So let's go to the book of Luke chapter 1. We'll probably be settling a lot on Luke chapter 1. And I'll be picking a few verses from that Luke chapter 1. I think we should probably this time take it from verse 5. Luke 1 verse 5, I will read, I will tell you the next verse that I might be migrating to. And it says, there was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the house of Abia, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Now, before I move from this verse 5, I just want to bring to your attention on our website, we've done a series in the past tagged Gleaning from Elizabeth Zachariah. You may want to look at her life in depth. If you go on our website, you will find that series. But here we are just looking at her as a wife. So, verse 6 now. And they were both righteous before God, working in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. And they had no child, because that Elizabeth was barren, and they both were now stricken in years. Verse 8, and it came to pass that while he executed the priest of the priest's office before God in the other of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. Let me stop here for now. So here we are introduced to this marriage of Elizabeth and Zechariah. who were told of their work with God and all of that. I don't want to delve into that. And now we were also told that they were barren. Both of them had no child. And Elizabeth was married to a pastor. That is how we would have called him today. He was a pastor. He was a minister. So Elizabeth's husband was the one on duty on this particular day. So he went into the temple to offer incense at the time of prayer, things like that. And the Bible now says, an angel appeared to Zechariah. So now from verse 12. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, fear not, Zechariah, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son and thou shalt call his name John. So if I look at this verse 13, that tells me that Zachariah had probably been praying for his barren wife to be con to conceive and things like that. And God said, look, your prayer is heard. And what was that prayer that was heard? The answer to that prayer was that Elizabeth, the wife of Zachariah, will bear Zachariah his son and the, the, what the name will be. And it was told that they will have joy and gladness and many shall rejoice at his birth. Now, I will leave that verse 14 and move to verse 18. And Zechariah said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife was stricken in years. So here is the answer to his prayers, but we are seeing him not believing. He said, Why can I know this? What is the proof? And verse 19 says, And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God, and I'm sent to speak unto thee, and to show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be done. You see, he asked for a sign, and this is the sign. 
the sign was that Zechariah would be dumb, not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed, because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. So we are seeing Zechariah, a man who used to speak, a man who used to talk. So he sought for a sign with God, and the sign he was given was that he would be dumb, would be unable to speak till the day all the Lord's book is performed. And then if we now go to verse 22, the Bible says, And when he came out, he could not speak unto them, and they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple. For he beckoned unto them and remained speechless. So at this junction in Zechariah's life, he was a man who could no longer speak. And then verse 23 says, And it came to pass that as soon as the day of his ministration were accomplished, he departed to his own house. And after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and hid herself five months, saying, Thus have the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me to take away my reproach among men. Amen. So I will stop there. So we are looking at the impact of an absent husband upon Elizabeth. So we are seeing Elizabeth here was a pastor's wife. And maybe I should deliberately direct this episode to pastor's wife. So a woman who was married to a pastor and who was also barren, you know, never had the opportunity to have an old, her own baby. And eventually, the Lord appeared through his angel to her husband. And the husband sought for a sign. And the sign given him was that he would be done. So when I am dealing with absent husband in this case of Elizabeth, I'm dealing with, with the matter of a man who could no longer speak, who could no longer communicate as he should even with his wife. But yet, what I am saying here, the Bible says, Elizabeth, having conceived, she hid herself five months saying, this is what the Lord has dealt with me. I think for me, what I am saying as the impact of the absence of Zachariah upon the life of Elizabeth was that it took Elizabeth deeper. It helped Elizabeth to go deeper in and walk with God. Remember, we saw that she was a righteous woman. She was a woman who obeyed the word of God, things like that. So even in this season of her life, when her husband seemingly seemed to be absent from home, absent from her life, absent in communication, Elizabeth did not allow that to send her into depression or whatsoever, but instead, to send her deeper into God. For when she became pregnant, the Bible says she hid herself. She was probably hiding herself in the presence of God. And I know that there are many reasons why husbands are absent from home. Some of you have husbands that live far away from home. Some of them live in another city, in another town. Some actually in another country. Maybe they have to work in another country and you are in another country with your children and whatever. And I know there can be psychological, emotional impact upon you as the wife. And maybe your husband is absent in his role, in his responsibility at home because of health reasons. I know again 
what impact that can have upon your heart, upon your life as the wife. And maybe for you, your husband is absent from home because he has actually moved away from home and moved in with another woman or moved in to another apartment tired of living with you. I know the emotional drainage, the concern, all of that. And it is my prayer that whatsoever is the reason for your husband's absence, you will allow it to rather be a positive impact upon your life as you use this season to hide just as we saw that Elizabeth hid herself five months after conception. Now, at that time, the husband's situation hasn't changed. The husband who could speak, who could talk, whom they could discuss together, you know, at that junction, it was dumb. And Elizabeth found solace in God. I see a woman who is deeply rooted in the love of Christ and the love of God. So she made up her mind to rather hide herself five months in God's presence. And I think if there's any impact that I want the absence of your husband to be upon your life, is that it will drive you into the presence of God. It will help you to hide yourself in his presence. Some of you may be saying, you don't understand. You know, you don't know when the man is not this, when the man is not there. I don't understand. But the only sure hope and help that you will receive is that you as the wife find your depth, find your place inside God. Even as Elizabeth also went and hid herself after conception, even for five months. So also I believe that your husband's absence from home is an opportunity for you to make your vulnerability known to your maker and to your husband. Let me read Isaiah, Isaiah 54 from verse 5 to 8. And it says from the NIV UK, For your maker is your husband. The Lord Almighty is his name. Are you saying? So the impact of your physical husband's absence in your life, in his role, in his responsibility is this. Let God, your maker, be your husband. And actually, that's whom he is. And it goes on. The Lord Almighty is his name. The only one of Israel is your redeemer. He is called the God of all the earth. The Lord will call you back as if you were a wife, deserted and distressed in spirit. Are you saying? Maybe the impact of your husband's absence, your husband not being there with you, you know, not living together in the same home, you know, raising and training your children together physically. Maybe it has emotional consequence, financial consequence, whatsoever impact is having on you. God says, maybe you are now like a wife deserted. Maybe for you, yours actually packed his belongings and left you for another woman. God says, the Lord will call you back as if you were a wife deserted and distressed in the spirit. A wife who married young, only to be rejected, says our God. For a brief moment, I abandoned you. But with deep compassion, I will bring you back. Are you seeing the promises of God? Verse 8. In a surge of anger, I hid my face from you for a moment. But with everlasting kindness, I will have compassion on you. 
says the Lord your God. So your creator, your maker, is your husband. The impact that your husband's absence from your life, from your home, maybe from the raising of your children, the financial impact, the emotional impact, the psychological impact, should actually bring you to a place of acknowledging God as your husband. God says, I will be a husband to you. The only one of Israel says, I will be a husband to you. He says that I will call you back from your grief as though you are a wife abandoned by her husband. So maybe you are journeying through this series and to be honest with you, you are facing separation from your husband or maybe your husband has actually filed a divorce. Whatever reason has made you to be a single mom or still married but your husband lives far away from you. I am praying that you will use that opportunity to grow more in the Lord, to be well established more in the Lord, to take your emotional need, your spiritual need, your financial need, to your maker, your creator, who is your husband. The impact of your husband's absence in every dimension is to yoke you, is to bind you, is to knit you, is to connect you with your great husband, your maker and your creator, your God. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Yesterday, we continue the series Learning from Wives in the Bible. Our sub-series is Elizabeth, When a Husband is Absent. And our topic for today is The Impact of an Absent Husband Upon Her Son. Today we will see how the fact that her husband was absent, not only because he was a priest, but because he was now dumb, impacted Elizabeth's son. Her son was John the Baptist, and Nearly, in fact, his name would have been Zechariah after his father, if not that his absent father returned. Because of the absence of her husband, because of his lack of being able to speak, her son was nearly named a name that God did not want the son to be named. Neighbours were going to name her child Zechariah. Maybe you have an absent husband. Maybe this is impacting upon your children, especially your sons. I pray that as you listen to this series, God will speak to you in your own language, in your own understanding, and that as Deborah is speaking, you will be able to take pointers from this to put into practice in your daily life. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Father, we thank you for the continuity of this series, and it is my prayer that you will indeed Lord, minister to the need of women who are desolate, who are married to husband, or are absent from home. For whatever reason, I am praying that um, you will bring these women to a place of deeper connection 
with you, their maker, their creator, and their chief husband. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, I want to welcome you back to this Women in Revival podcast, particularly to this series, Learning from Wives in the Bible, and to this sub-series, we are on sub-series 10, Elizabeth, when your husband is absent. So, last time we saw the impact of an absent husband upon Elizabeth, we saw that actually the impact upon Elizabeth was to go deep into God. So instead of allowing it to affect us too much emotionally, psychologically, that were the husband that used to do this for me, the husband that used to go here, that used to talk about it, that used to do ABC, now look at him, he's unable to do this, he's not playing his role anymore at home. Instead, that need, you know, drove him to God. I love a dear older sister in the faith, um, Nancy DeMoss. She usually says a word and she says, whatsoever makes you need God is a blessing. So it's to, for me, in the absence of Zachariah, even in his role, in his, coming, in his ability to communicate verbally with his wife, was a kind of blessing to Elizabeth. And also for those of you who are undergoing this series with us, if you allow God to help you, to help your life, your husband's absence could actually be a means of a blessing, of enriching your life and to enrich even the life of your husband. So today we want to look at the impact of an absent husband upon Elizabeth's son. So we are going to go back to that Luke chapter 1 and see what the impact of Zachariah's absence upon the son of Elizabeth. So if we go back to that Luke chapter 1, now we remember when we started, we saw how the angel of God came to Zachariah and he was promised a son and now he asked for a sign and the sign given him was I will be dumb until all that God spoke of came to pass. So now we saw that Elizabeth became pregnant, isn't it? Now let us go and see the impact of this absent daddy upon the life of John the Baptist. So in Luke chapter 1 from verse 57, the Bible says, And now Elizabeth's full time came, that she should be delivered and she brought forth a son. So we are seeing that Elizabeth, that pregnant wife of Zachariah, now gave birth to a baby boy. And a neighbor, so we are, I want you to begin to consider the impact of Zachariah's inability to speak, Zachariah's inability to name his son. Let us see. And our and neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord assured great mercy upon her and they rejoiced with her. And it came to pass that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child and they called him Zacharias after the name of his father. Let me stop here. So we want to begin to see even the impact of absent Zachariah in the naming of his son. So when a father is not there, first I am saying that it gives the son a kind of negative identity. You know, the plan of God is that fathers are there to shape their son's life. Is it I am Psalms 144 verse 12, the first part I believe, that says our sons well nurtured. Our sons as plant well nurtured in their youth. So when the father is not there to show the son the path of life, 
you know it can be a challenge upon the boy you know sometimes even when the father is there physically playing is so doing everything it takes god how much more when the father is not there physically to show the son how what it means to be a man because whether you like it or not that son of yours is going to grow up to be a future man isn't it so we are seeing that the absence of zachariah's ability to communicate brought in the neighbors so we are seeing neighbors outsiders taking responsibility over the son of elizabeth they stepped in they came to name the son of zachariah the father who was supposed to take the headship role of the home was not in a position to do that so verse 58 tells us that an our neighbors elizabeth neighbors and elizabeth causes heard how god has showed great mercy upon the elizabeth they rejoiced with her and then 59 they now came on the eighth day to circumcise the child and to call the child zachariah after the name of his father and this is the effect of absent fathers in many many of our homes our children are seeking identity but there is no father to give them the definition of godly manhood you know many of our boys are growing under the leadership of their mothers alone some of you you are widowed which is not your fault but it's as if you are seeing the impact of your husband no longer there in the life of your son and i believe there is a way out that is why the lord has given us the church look for elders in the church who can play a role even in your son's life send them down to them maybe once a week or whichever where they can help shepherd your son where they can help put him aright. this is the time that you want to put your child into a discipleship relationship with some with a physical man who can help disciple him who can help lead him in the way of life so when zachariah was not there to name his child when he did not have what it takes he had no speech to call his child the name that god had given him we saw that when god came to zachariah the name this baby was to have was actually given to zachariah but because of the loss of his speech it now took neighbors to step in to come and give zachariah's son to come and give elizabeth's son a name contrary to the name god has even for the life of our son and i know this is the impact upon many many of your hearts some of you whose husbands walk far away from home some of you whose husband has moved his things away from home and have moved in with other women some of you who are now widowed like i said some of you actually have your husband home but due to illness is not in this position to carry our fatherly role anymore in your children's life and sometimes it's as if this gives room to the social services to the outside world to the cousins to the neighbors of this world to come and be peeping to come and be intervening even into the life of your sons to the life of your children just as we are saying in the case of elizabeth neighbors stepped in cousins stepped in to name the son of zechariah whom god had already named they stepped in to name him contrary to the name of god contrary to the plan of god 
and it is my prayer that whatsoever impact your husband's absence is having in your son's life the lord will give you wisdom as to how to arise as a tactful mother to eradicate the same to help your son even at his critical stage of development one of the things that you can do like i said get elders in your church speak to them one of the challenges that i have is the the lack of men who are willing to take up our sons in the faith men who can i'm not talking of even teaching them alone but men who can invite them into their lives who can go out with them you know can take a walk with them who can show them the part of life we lack that in the body of christ we have many who are teaching but we don't have many men who are showing our sons what godly manhood is who are able to open their life up for our sons and show them the mistakes they made in life and show them how they began to work with god i believe that is one aspect that the church is famish trust god to help you to link your son to an elder in the faith and also if your husband live far away arrange for your husband and your son to have time together you know thank god for technology you can have a time of connecting both of them together where they talk where they chat talk to your husband it will be good for you and your son to be having regular fellowship to have regular chat time discuss his challenges you share your challenges with him and let him share have that father-son time even though there is distance apart we have no excuse even though i know it can't be like you know being there physically but even with technology let's make use of it to help break the gap in a way so do that get books that are written for boys to help your son you know i pray the lord will give you the wisdom needed to help your son with the impact of the absence of your husband in his life and for husbands that are there but they are not taking responsibility husbands that are actually in the home but they are not playing their leadership role their fatherly role in their house in your son's life go to the lord in prayer actually for every aspect of husband's absence this solution is to go to the lord either the one that live far away either the one that is at home but ill either the one that is at home in good health but just irresponsible for one reason even that take him to his maker take him to his creator take him to your chief husband god and tell him to make him a correct husband a correct father even in the life of your son don't allow whatever the impact of your husband's absence is to cripple you to destroy you not to destroy your son's life there is a way out seek the lord's face let him give you the solution even to that and as you do so may you begin to see god undertake for you over the life of your son feel free to talk to your youth worker your youth pastor in your church who can help to break the gap in your husband in your son's life so that the um, absence of your husband do not create a critical gap even in your son's life i pray the lord help you even in this matter as we saw that in this matter 
for Elizabeth, neighbor's cousins had to step in to give Elizabeth's son name contrary to what God named. And if you read that scripture that I read earlier in verse 60, the Bible says, John's mother answered and said, not so, no. You can't name my son contrary to the name God had given him. She said, he shall be called John. So as a mother, while you are there now for your son, break the gap, stand in the gap. Don't let this world turn your son to something else because your husband is absent. Break the gap, connect your son with the dad, which is very, very important. Be the middleman. And like I said, if the man is not responsible or no longer at home and not willing to play that role, look for godly men in the church who can help with the dad. And I'm praying that you'll be wise as Zachariah's wife, Elizabeth, who break the gap even in her son's life, not allowing the absence of her husband's ability to communicate to bring a destruction even to her son's life. May you know the right thing to do and arise to do that quickly. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Two days ago, we started to continue in the series, Learning from Wives in the Bible. Our sub-series is Elizabeth, when her husband is absent. And our topic for today is the impact of an absent husband upon a marriage. When your husband is absent, it becomes very difficult to be able to cultivate a proper married relationship. Maybe it is because of health reasons, Maybe there it is because you may have separated or maybe it is because of work or maybe you just live in two different countries because of immigration status. An absent husband can disrupt a marriage. But as we listen to Deborah, we will see how Elizabeth was still able to develop a deep marital relationship with her husband and how she was still in tune with him in spite of his absence. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Father God, we thank you, we praise you, Lord. As we go on in this series, it is my prayer that you will reach out to the need of wives with absent husbands, whatsoever is the reason for this absence. Please, Lord, that whatsoever the impact of their husband's absence is lord you will step in to your glory and to your honor in jesus name amen so i want to welcome you back to women in revival podcast we are in day three of this particular series we are still undergoing learning from wives in the bible and we are on sub series 10 we are looking at the life of elizabeth when your husband is absent and we've looked at the impact of an absent husband upon Elizabeth. 
the impact of an absent husband upon her son. We saw that last time and today let us look at the impact of an absent husband upon a marriage relationship. The impact of an absent husband upon a marriage relationship. So let us go to um, Luke chapter 1 so that we can see again what the Lord will share with us from his word. So let's read Luke 1, 58 to 64, and it says, reading from the Good News Translation, And her neighbors and relatives heard how wonderfully good the Lord had been to her. And they all rejoiced with her. When the baby was a week old, they came to circumcise him, and they were going to name him Zachariah after his father. But his mother said, No, his name is to be John. Maybe I should pause there a bit to see the impact of an absent husband upon a marital relationship. First, we are saying that when a husband is not there, it creates a kind of vacuum in the woman's life. It brings the woman to a place of being vulnerable if care is not taken, even to other men outside of marriage. It gives a woman... Um, the possibility of being infidel, if I can use that word, when the the impact of the absence of a husband in the matrimony, in the marriage, whether the man who is um, living far away due to work, whether the man who is at home but irresponsible, whether the man who is incapacitated by illness, whether the man who, whatever form of absence, we are saying that the impact is that it gives third parties, outsiders, the opportunity to penetrate into such marriage. So we are saying that the neighbors, friends, cousins, they stepped in. So for a woman whose husband is absent, you want to be very careful. And what do I mean? You need to be careful that you are not engaging men that much you know i was saying seek help for your son from other men if you are doing this do it in the company of your son and also of your church leadership for your own safety if you are seeking support for your son from elders in your church for example do it through your pastor and his wife you know collaboration it is for your good don't go and be talking to a male minister on your own don't go and be discussing your marital challenge to a male man be it a pastor or whoever on your own it is dangerous it is safe that you do that in conjunction with the pastor's wife or with the minister's wife for your own good so we are saying that the absence of zachariah in elizabeth's life so to say is inability to communicate with his wife anymore created a gap that outsiders felt they should field even for Zaka, for for Elizabeth. So they stepped in, they circumcised, they came to circumcise John, and they came not only to circumcise, but to also name him after his father. And this is what happens when a man is absent. I pray the Lord help you. So you want to be a disciplined woman, a woman who is disciplined in God's word. For example, maybe your husband is working in another city, another town, another um, 
country or maybe yours is actually at home but now physically incapacitated for whatsoever reason for health issue or maybe yours moved from home or whatever and you see the need to maintain integrity before god to maintain chastity before god then you want to get deeper in your work with god and you want to be in constant communion for those of you maybe your own husband did not move out maybe your own husband is absent because of work so you want to make sure you are both talking regularly thank god for technology like i said earlier text him regularly whatsapp him you know do video conversation with him know what is happening with him where he is don't hide anything from him honestly me and my there's nothing i can't talk to my husband whatsoever you don't want me to tell him please don't tell me so you know talk to your husband be free with him don't give room for the enemy to afflict your marriage because there are some men the moment they know your husband is not there or the moment they know your husband is incapacitated physically they want to prey on you and if you are a loose woman if you are a woman who is not deeply rooted in god you will find yourself falling away so what i will encourage if you are a young wife look for an older wife who can join you with you and make sure whatsoever is happening tell your husband discuss regularly with your husband tell your husband there was this man who is doing this don't 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 hide anything from your husband and in case your heart is actually shifting away from your husband i want you to take that to the lord in prayer confess it to the lord and look for a good opportunity to let your husband know so that both of you can sit together to make sure that your marriage is stable and stabilized in god so we are saying neighbors and cousins stepping in to help elizabeth out and in these days we have many neighbors and many cousins many of them on your social media your facebook what type of things do you share on facebook do you go there and be showing your pictures and other men are commenting about your beauty about your look and things like that you want to be very very careful now i will go on okay let me take it from verse 60 but his mother said no his name is to be john they said to her but you don't have any relative with that name then they made signs to his father asking him what name he would like the boy to have are you saying now if your husband is absent in his role in his responsibility in his um, position in the home the possibility for loved ones your relative to creep in is high and you want to be very very careful even sometimes your parents they step in with a heart of a mother with a heart of a father but if care is not taken they can actually destabilize the peace in your home so we are seeing the relatives saying how can you say um, john is there any relative in your family bearing that name to the point that they were not asked they were now asking zachariah that is that what it should be are you saying so if you are not trusting god to give you wisdom to bridge the gap between you and your husband even though minds are apart even though distance apart or even though unable to communicate even though your husband is unable to communicate maybe his speech is affected or things like that if you are not careful family member will want to be making decision for your home which will be to your detriment 
So I pray the Lord help you. So we are seeing them in verse 62 making signs to Zachariah, asking him what name we would like the boy to have. Is that not what they are supposed to do at the beginning? Should they be taking over his role and responsibility? What if Elizabeth was a loose woman who fell for their offer? What could have happened? But because they saw that Elizabeth was a firm woman, Elizabeth was a woman rooted and grounded in God, so now you are now seeing them deferring back to the head of the family, deferring back to Zachariah. So if you also, if you are not bridging the gap for your husband in your matrimony, families will come and say, well, that's your husband that is working for, they will come and be suggesting all sorts of things. Even though personally, I believe the perfect will of God is that husband and wife, you know, live together in the same home. And I know there are reasons why husband and wife live apart. There are some genuine reasons, some due to health reasons, you know, some it may even be health condition of the children and they have to be taken to other places for care and things like that and you know i know there are many reasons there are wives whose desire is to be together with their husbands but it's not possible so what i am saying is that you want to be careful don't allow outsiders even friends of your husband to creep in subtly to destroy your marriage and much more to destroy your work with god so we are now seeing them asking Zachariah and in verse 63 the Bible says Zachariah asked for a writing pad and wrote his name is John. For me I'm seeing a man who though he couldn't communicate yet in a way the wife and the husband they understood each other. They have their way of communicating their relationship was still intact even though there was a breach of communication even though the, more, the husband was dumb for a season. Their communication was strong. Their relationship was strong. And is this possible? I say, yes, it is possible. So by the time Zachariah will write, he wrote the same name that the wife wrote. You know, that tells you that these ones were still working with God and they were still working with each other. So I am saying that actually relating with our husbands, must happen through our relating with God. And in that 63, the Bible says, How surprised they all were. And verse 64, at that moment, Zachariah was able to speak again. And he started praising God. It is my prayer that the Lord will give you the wisdom to apply in your dealings and in your relationship with people who are outside your marriage. In this season that your husband is probably working in another town, in another country or for one reason or the other you are not together maybe you only come together once a week over the weekend or whatsoever but if not for genuine reason the actual counsel that i would counsel is that husband and wife should make effort to dwell together under the same roof for the strength of their matrimony and for the biblical upbringing of their children and also for their spiritual growth together it is important that both dwell under the same roof and it is my prayer for those of you who are in this situation where your husband is absent in one way or another that the lord will give you the wisdom to apply to 
be a woman that breaks the gap, even in your husband's life. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Three days ago, we continued the series Learning from Wives in the Bible. Our sub-series is Elizabeth, When a Husband is Absent. Our topic for today is What Keeps Her Going Though the Man is Absent. Though her husband was absent, Elizabeth kept on going. And what kept her going was her relationship with the Lord. Elizabeth shut herself up from the world during the time when her husband was absent and due to this she was able to cultivate a deeper relationship with the Lord and receive the name for her son John. Elizabeth coped with her husband being away by growing closer to the Lord. She didn't spend time growing closer to friends or other people. Instead she grew closer to the one who would always be with her. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further. This subject, Father God, thank you once again for this series that we are undergoing, and it is my prayer that you will expand it beyond what I will express on this series, Lord. Thank you for these wives whose husbands are absent from home, from roles, from responsibility. Some desire their husband to take the leadership role in leading the family spiritually. But their husband is not there. Some of them are actually more spiritual than their husbands. I am praying that you will give them the wisdom to build their home, to build up their husband to the place where their husband can take that leadership role, even in their homes. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. I want to welcome you back to this series, Learning from Wives in the Bible. And we are still on the sub-series, Elizabeth, when the husband is absent. If you've missed any particular episode or any of the past nine series that we've done, the various wives that we've seen, that we've looked at, go back to our website, www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk and go on our podcast by series and then scroll and look for whatever series you are looking for. Last time on this series, we were looking at the impact of an absent husband upon a marriage relationship. We saw that when the husband is absent, it makes a woman vulnerable, both emotionally and she can become a prey to wicked men. And if care is not taken, she may begin to squander the vow that she made before the Lord, even in marrying her husband. And then we saw that if a woman is not careful, even relative will step in and begin to rule even a home for her. So there is the need to be sensitive to the Lord and trust the Lord to help to bridge the gap even for your absent husband. Now today, let us look at what keeps a woman going though the man is absent. What keeps her going though the man is absent? We saw Elizabeth Zachariah whose husband was an active man. He was a priest, a minister, and we saw how he became dumb and he couldn't 
communicate for nine months. And so that means even when flux comes, Elizabeth will have to be interpreting what the husband is saying to the brethren. So we want to look at what keep this woman going. What could keep you going also as a woman who have a husband that is presently absent from home? Let's go to Luke chapter 1. I think let's read verse 5 and 6 so that we can see what kept Elizabeth going. The Bible says there was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abia, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. So first we are saying that Elizabeth was a pastor's child, and she married a pastor. Let me use that word. Now verse 6, and verse 6 says, And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless so we are looking at elizabeth what kept her going what i am seeing here is actually written out in verse 6 elizabeth was righteous before god a righteousness before god kept her going she esteemed god even above her husband she was walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. So I am seeing a woman who loved the Lord. So even at a time when her husband could not literally communicate, when her husband was absent in his role and responsibility, she was still engaging God. She was still dwelling in Christ, on Christ's righteousness for her own daily righteousness. She was walking, the Bible says, in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. I see a woman that was seeking righteousness, that was seeking to be godly, that was seeking to adorn the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I am seeing a woman who wants her life to be a crown of glory to the Lord rather than a means of blasphemy upon the name of God. So she walked with God even in those challenging times. And I am saying that for you also to be a wife that will cope, that will triumph, that will prosper, that will be successful, that will thrive, even though your husband is absent. That what will keep you going, though your husband is absent in his role, in his responsibility, absent from home is that you first want to make sure you have a personal work with god this is very very important and honestly i can't over emphasize this so now let's go to isaiah 54 i will read verse 5 and it says for thy maker is thy husband the lord of hosts is his name and thy redeemer the only one of israel the god of the old earth shall he be called Amen. So what are we saying? You know, I was saying to you that you have to be a woman who have a work with God. So a woman who have a work with God, have a work with her maker, have a work with her creator. And that creator, she sees him as her husband. That's why this Isaiah 54 verse 5 is saying, thy maker is thine husband. 
your maker, your creator is your husband. And this husband of yours is called the Lord of hosts. So that means there is no challenge that will come your way due to your husband's absence. That this maker of yours, who is also your chief husband, will not undo. Your maker, your creator is your husband and the Lord of hosts is his name. So there is the need for you to be well rooted. I kept saying this, to be well grounded in God. I can only speak out of how the Lord has done in my own life also. As a wife of a man who was seemingly absent in his role, the role he used to play wonderfully effectively, but because of disability, many things are at stake. But I can tell you, the Lord has really, really helped me personally. I will be honest with you. The Lord has been very, very helpful. There are moments that I need his contribution, his impact, his whatsoever. Those moments, when it's not possible, they are moments to drive me back to my chief husband, my creator. And how wonderful. There are times as I talk to God, when I go to my husband and tell him, I think we need to get into this. We need to, you could see the joy, the happiness in his heart sometimes. It's as if what was in his heart that he wants to share, that he wants to tell me, I just discover it and bring it to him. So you want to get deeper into God. It is through that that you will still be enjoying your husband despite whatsoever absence you are experiencing in your relationship with him. I'm praying the Lord help you to understand me beyond what I am saying. The point that I'm driving at is even when your husband lives with you, physically he's well, he's okay, he can communicate, he can do everything, he wants to be responsible. But unless you, the wife, also is engaging God as first your creator and your chief husband, honest with you, you will struggle because there is no perfect husband out there. So unless you connect your husband through your chief husband, who is God, you will find it difficult. So I am saying to you, the way to cope, to thrive, to be successful, though your husband is absent in his role in your children's life, in his role at home, maybe he lives far away, maybe walk to whatsoever, is that you find your bearing in God. And this God is your maker, he is your creator, and he is your chief husband. Now I will close by reading Isaiah 62 verse 4 to 5. And it says, Thou shalt no more be termed forsaken, neither shall thy land any more be termed desolate. You see, this is what happens when you make God the creator, your maker, your confidant. When you make him your best friend, when you allow your life to be more, much, much, much rooted in him, this is what happens. You will not be termed forsaken. People won't be pitying you when they see you. No, you won't have reason to make yourself vulnerable for other men. No, I'm telling you. <laughs> so it says, you shall not be termed forsaken. Neither shall your land anymore be termed desolate. So your, even your children will not become desolate. Even your home will not become desolate. The Bible says, but thou shalt be called Ephzibah and thy land Beulah. 
for the Lord delighted in thee, and thy land shall be married. Are you saying? For as a young man marrieth a virgin, so shall thy sons marry thee. And as the bridegroom rejoiceth over the bridegroom, so shall thy God rejoice over thee. This is it. God wants to rejoice over you. Even though your husband is absent for whatsoever reason, you are emotionally scattered, shattered here and there, I want to encourage you to link up with God. You know, there is a saying that they say that one with God is a majority. Even if you and your husband's relationship are intact and you are out of God, it is not good. How much more now? So you want to get a good grip on your personal relationship with the Lord. As you discover him as your maker, as your creator, and as your chief husband, he is able to make right. To be honest with you, even if your husband is working in another country, another town, and it is not the will of God for that to be happening, God knows he needs you actually, you need him actually at home than where he is. God knows how to rearrange things and bring you and your husband together under the same roof. So my prayer for you is that you will anchor yourself on God who is the faithful and sure husband who is able to speak to your husband even beyond your own imagination. You know, I'm reminding the scriptures in, I think it's in Matthew, when Mary was told of what would be happening to her, the pregnancy, things like that. And when she became pregnant, how Joseph was thinking of putting her away privately. You know what? It's as if it was as if Joseph was absent in that decision. He was absent in agreeing with what God was doing because he wasn't sure of what was happening. But do you know God knew what to do to bring Joseph into the picture, to let him see through heaven's perspective. And God knows what to do. Also, you just yoke yourself with him. And it is my prayer that you will be that wife who is connecting your husband through God. May God indeed be the one who keeps you going despite the absence of your husband. Maybe you are a widow going through this with us. I am praying that you will rediscover that God is your husband and he is a responsible husband who is able to look after you. This is Women in Revival podcast. Four days ago, we continued a series learning from wives in the Bible. Our sub-series is Elizabeth, when a husband is absent. And our topic for today is a cry to God for absent husbands. Today, Deborah will be raising a cry to God for husbands who are absent. They may not be absent physically, but maybe they are absent in the upbringing of your children. There are many different ways for a husband to be absent, and some of them are not faults of his own, but instead are the results of life circumstances which cannot be controlled. But today, Deborah will help us pray for husbands who are absent, and I 
pray sister whether your husband is absent or not that you will take this up as a serious prayer point for husbands all over the world who are absent in their marriage in any way shape or form deborah shinobi will now take us further on this subject heavenly father i want to thank you for how far you helped us throughout this series thank you jesus for the seed you've sown into our hearts i am praying that as many who have journeyed through this series with us you will lord answer their cry answer their question that this series may not actually have answered thank you lord in jesus name amen so i want to welcome you back to women in revival podcast i trust the Lord has been engaging you and speaking to you as we've been journeying through this series, learning from wives in the Bible, and particularly through this of series 10, Elizabeth, when your husband. I so much thank God for all the Lord has shared with us, looking at the life of Elizabeth. She was a pastor's wife and all of that. We saw the impact of an absent husband upon Elizabeth. Her husband's inability to communicate again drew her closer even to the Lord. And we saw the impact of an upset husband upon her son, how neighbors, families took over the upbringing of her son, but she refused. And we also saw the impact of an absent husband upon a marriage relationship. We saw how families can step in and begin to rule your home. If care is not taken. And last time we saw what keeps a woman going though the man is absent. The need for a personal walk with God. The need to be born again. The need to be saved. And the need to continue to grow in personal communion with your chief maker. With your creator, your maker, your chief husband. And today as we round up this particular series on Elizabeth. I want to encourage you that you can go back to our website, grab any series you will go back and look at other wives. Find a friend that you can both go through the series and discuss it. Share thought. I'm sure there will be aspects that I couldn't touch on on each series that you may find that will edify you. I want to encourage you to do that with the aim, with the goal of seeing your marriage thrive. Don't invite a friend that you will both listen and criticize and criticize your husband and do this. No, you don't want that. But look for a friend that you can both hold hands together regardless of what your marriage is going through. So today, let us round up this series as we look at a cry to God for absent husbands. I know there are many marriages, even young marriages, old marriages, where women are battling the absence of their husbands there are husbands that are actually responsible but events happened and the husbands became physically incapacitated unable to play their role in their children's life in their husband's life i know there are wives whose husbands have moved away from home probably moving with another woman or moving to rent a house you know apart from his family I know there are cases of husbands who've actually moved in with family and abandoned his own family. 
I know there are cases of husbands who are working from other towns, countries, and what have you, and the woman is left with the care, the role, the responsibility of raising the children. The husband may be sending money in helping, you know, but to be honest with you, there are times when money is not useful. I'm sorry to say this. There are times when every child, when every woman needs the moral support, the physical support of their husband. So what we are going to do is to look at this cry to God for absent husbands and we'll be praying for many, many absent husbands. You know, the scripture in Luke 18 that tells the story of a widow who went to an unjust judge. That was a woman whose husband was absent, whose husband was no longer there. And she went to an unjust judge. And if she could go to that judge and that judge could undertake for her, how much more our just judge, your maker, your creator, your chief husband. Let's read Proverbs chapter 27 verse 8 and i will look at it from different translations it says as a bird that wandered from her nest so is a man that wandered from his place good news is anyone away from home is like a bird away from its nest the amplifier says like a bird that wanders from her nest so is a man who stays from his home are you saying so we are seeing that when a man wanders from home, absent from home, it's like a wanderer. It's like a bird that is not in his nest. He's actually um, at risk also. A man who is walking away from his wife and things like that is also vulnerable. So that is the reason why the wife needs to be crying to God for her husband's spirituality, for every aspect of her husband's life. So a man who is away from home, who wanders from home, is like a bird that is away from her nest. Now, Psalms 42 verse 1 to 2 says, As the heart panted after the water broke, so my soul after thee, O God. My soul tested for God, for the living God, when shall I come and appear before God? So as a woman with an absent husband, you have the responsibility to be praying for your husband's heart, that your husband's heart will pant for God. Whether your husband is absent away from home genuinely, maybe due to work or whatsoever, maybe you are living apart due to health reasons, maybe because of your children, whatsoever, you want to be praying that God will secure the heart of your husband that your husband's heart will pant for god that his soul will long for god that his soul will test for god for the living god we seek a desire to appear before god constantly this is very very important this saves his soul even from strange women who walk about and now proverbs 21 verse 1 also says the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord as the rivers of water. He turneth it whithersoever he will. The good news says the Lord controls the mind of a king as easily as he directs the course of his stream. Are you saying if God controls the mind of a king, your husband's mind is not difficult for God to control. 
So you want to begin to pray to God, committing your husband's heart that God will control even the mind, even the heart of your husband. And God can do this. God can direct your husband's heart as the water courses are directed. So my prayer for you is that you will be that woman who is constantly taking the heart of your husband to the Lord in prayer. As we run this series today, may you indeed be that woman who is taking responsibility over the heart, over the soul of your husband, crying for your absent husband, that his heart will be in line with the will of God, even the one that is at home that is irresponsible. Take his heart before his maker, and God knows what to do with that heart. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this series. And indeed, I am agreeing with my sisters whose husbands are absent from home. Some of them live miles apart with agreement with each other and what have you. We bring, O oh God, such husbands before you. And indeed, we are praying for their hearts, O oh God, that their hearts will be directed by you, that they will not fall praise of the enemy. And for as many who left home and moved in with strange women and left their nest, Lord, to be suffering, I am praying that you will go and touch the hearts of such men and return them back to their wives and to their children. Please, Lord Jesus, for those who are still in the home bed are irresponsible, not taking leadership role. Again, we are committing their hearts to you, that you will go to touch their hearts and make them men indeed, men who will be leading even their individual families. Lord, for those who are physically incapacitated, once again, we commit their hearts unto your hands, that you will take over their hearts, O God, that despite the physical incapacitation, their spirit man will be renewed day by day, even in you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for all my sisters. Please strengthen them that they will be wise women who are bridging the gap even for their absent husbands. Amen. Do feel free to contact us on plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five or contact us on our website and leave your message on our contact us page. Amen.